We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Away we go, episode 227 of the Al Galdi podcast. It is Wednesday, January 12th, 2022, and it has happened again. It being the team currently known as the Washington football team getting another NFL head coach fired. The New York Giants on Tuesday evening did, in fact, fire. Joe Judge, after two seasons. Here comes the judge. There goes the judge. He is out. He is gone. The man who pretty clearly called Washington a clown show organization lost in decisive fashion to that clown show organization on Sunday afternoon and now is out of a job. But how about this trend? Washington now has gotten a head coach fired in each of the last three seasons in terms of that head coach's final game with his team being a loss to Washington. This season, Joe Judge. Last season, Doug Peterson, who ended up being fired by the Philadelphia Eagles off Washington's win at the Eagles on Sunday Night Football in Week 17 to clinch the NFC East. And the 2019 season, yes, Ron Rivera. His final game as Carolina Panthers head coach was a home loss to Washington in lucky week 13 of that season. You see, Ron Rivera could have told Joe Judge, when you lose to the clown show organization, you get fired. And now that has happened to Joe Judge. The Giants are a mess. The Giants' next head coach will be their fourth full-time head coach in six seasons. Four full-time head coaches in six seasons. Say what you want about our football team, but even it hasn't had that kind of head coaching instability in recent years. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Well, a lot was said about our football team on Tuesday afternoon as we had a lengthy joint press conference for Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew, Washington's head coach in the coach-centric approach, and Washington's general manager sitting side-by-side doing a joint end-of-season state of the franchise press conference among the many notable items from the presser was something that Ron said regarding how he wants you, the Washington fan, to act. Yes, a message to you. Uh, This, to me, stood out more than anything from the presser. I'm going to talk about that and a lot more regarding the state of the Washington football team off what Ron Rivera had to say next segment. Also, a lot of talk, and I mean a lot of talk on Tuesday afternoon about Washington's search for a franchise quarterback. Nothing matters more from a football standpoint for Washington this offseason. Ron and Martin answered a lot of questions about Washington's thinking at quarterback. I'll be spending a lot of time on that. And I'll talk Wizards later in the show. We had a fight amongst Wizards teammates on Tuesday night. Yes, a fight. Montrez Harrell and Kentavious Caldwell Pope got into a fight at halftime, according 
to NBA insider Shams Sharania of The Athletic late night on Tuesday night. Uh, not sure if Harrell and KCP have been hanging out with Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne or what, but the Wizards, who have done dysfunction oh so well over the years, were back to being dysfunctional on Tuesday night, though the Wizards did win a 122-118 victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder at Capital One Arena. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Mike Brown on the new name that is coming for the team that is known for now as the Washington football team, February 2nd, 2.2.22. That is three weeks from today. This episode is for Wednesday, January 12th. Three weeks from today is Wednesday, February 2nd, which, yes, is Groundhog Day. Uh, Writes Mike, there's plenty of debate as to why the team is announcing its new name on the Today Show. I'm sure the team has a rationale, but I'm not sure the team understands that many fans see this as turning the team's back on the local media and the team's fans. Dan Snyder knows that fans hate him. He knows the Washington Post and other local sports sources hate him. He may care about the team, but he resents everyone else. The point is, fans are a priority, but not the highest. There are more team fans listening to your podcast every morning than there are watching the Today Show, but the locals aren't Dan's target audience here. What's Dan's priority? Contrition to the NFL and to the small minority of people who vilified him for maintaining an offensive team name. Those are the people watching the Today Show. Few fans around here care about that. We're over it. But Dan sees it as his big chance at national redemption. See me? I'm a good guy after all. Let's just get this over with and hope Ron Rivera can overcome management with a winning team. Thank you for the email, Mike. Uh, Very interesting theory. I think that your theory has a lot of merit, and I don't really disagree with anything that you wrote. Uh, I would add a few things. Number one, the Today Show is an NBC show. Uh, NBC is a major broadcast partner of the NFL, and NBC is televising this year's Super Bowl, so that may be a part of this. Number two, and this isn't necessarily that well-known, but Dan Snyder has been using his own personal public relations firm. In other words, Dan's PR staff is different from the Washington football team's PR staff. Uh, This is part of why during the workplace misconduct scandal, we have had statements from the team and from Dan. Uh, The statements are coming from two different PR staffs. Also, Dan's PR staff is based in New York. Uh, This, to me, is why outlets like the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times have had so much stuff on, say, the ownership turmoil, okay? Dan's PR staff, very clearly to me, was looking to leak stuff to these newspapers, these New York outlets, again, the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, A, because Dan's PR staff is in New York, and B, Dan sure as heck wasn't going to be leaking anything, sure as heck wasn't going to be giving anything to the Washington Post which hates Dan's guts. Well, the Today Show is based in New York. So I wouldn't be surprised if this Today Show thing also is a function in part of Dan's PR staff. By the way, Jonathan Allen uh, on Monday during his season-ending Zoom press conference said that he will be a part of 2.2.22. He will be a part of the Washington football team's reveal of the new name on February 2nd. This was Jonathan Allen on Monday on how he thinks fans will react when Washington's new name and jersey or jerseys are revealed on February 2nd. I think they're going to love it. I think the whole package is complete. It's better than I was expecting, to be honest. I had my doubts going into it, but after leaving it, I was super happy. And you can see the time and the effort put into it. The jerseys look phenomenal. It just... Everything works. So I'm just really happy with the way things turned out. And I think the fans are going to love it. All right. I hope that we do love it. Email from Dr. George Verghese with a solution for the Washington football team's never-ending search for a franchise quarterback. Subject, Watson. As in Deshaun Watson. Uh Uh-oh. Writes to the doctor. Two first-round picks and Deron Payne. The Houston Texans want more, but that's fair. Watson will be suspended for half of the season probably, but trading for him is the best move 
for a franchise quarterback. Our PR can't get worse, so the massage thing doesn't bug me. Thank you for the email. Dr. Verghese, uh, never tell our football team that things can't get worse. Things can always get worse with our team. So Rod Rivera on Tuesday afternoon talked about a potential Washington pursuit of Deshaun Watson. You're going to hear what Rod had to say coming up in a bit. In a vacuum, okay, all public relations concerns aside, just purely from a football standpoint, would I trade Deron Payne and two first-round picks to the Texans for Deshaun Watson, even if Watson was suspended for half of next season? Uh, yes, I would totally do that. Because the truth is that trading for Deshaun Watson it might be the only way right now for Washington to get a franchise quarterback if Washington doesn't like what's in the 2022 NFL draft. But the PR thing is a thing, whether we want it to be or not. The Washington football team is coming off a massive sexual harassment scandal. And now the team, off all of this talk of changing the culture, trades for a quarterback against whom 22 civil lawsuits have been filed by massage therapists accusing him of a range of actions during massage appointments. I mean, this isn't one or two massage therapists. Uh, This is 22 massage therapists. And understand that Watson's alleged actions aren't, you know, just kissing these women uh, on their cheeks or tapping these women on their arms. The alleged actions of Deshaun Watson include not covering his genitals, groping, touching women's hands with his uh, member, Uh, releasing himself on a woman's face and body and forced oral sex. Now, all of this doesn't mean that he's guilty of all of this, but these are some of the things of which he has been accused. And so for our team, which can't even get the retirement of Sean Taylor's number 21 right, to have to handle the public relations behemoth that would be trading for Deshaun Watson, given the uncertainty that still exists regarding the veracity of these allegations. I just don't see that happening right now. To say nothing of Deshaun Watson having a no-trade clause, he would have to want to come to Washington. But, but, from a football standpoint, that is a good trade. And from a football standpoint, I would make that trade. Deron Payne had two first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. Heck yeah. Well, this culture change that the team currently known as the Washington football team is in the midst of, of course, is being led by Ron Rivera. Ron, as you surely know, is a cancer survivor. The cancer that Ron had was squamous cell carcinoma. And what Ron went through has shined a spotlight on the reality that skin cancer is among the most common of all cancers in the United States. Now, Ron, thankfully, is doing just fine. But a big part of the reason for that is that his cancer was caught early enough. If you have concerns about your skin, if you are dealing with skin cancer, if you have had skin cancer and haven't seen a doctor in a while, always know that Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland are there for you. Uh, Dr. Verghese is a board-certified dermatologist and Mohs surgeon. He is one of the nation's premier dermatologists. He's a big Washington football team fan. You can talk trade scenarios with Dr. George Verghese. He's a big listener of this podcast. But operating under his direction is the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland. The Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland diagnoses and treats a broad range of acute and chronic skin conditions, including skin cancer. In fact, Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland offer free skin cancer screenings and offer state-of-the-art treatments for skin cancer. Among those treatments is superficial radiation therapy, or SRT, which is an alternative to surgical procedures for basal cell and squamous cell skin cancers. SRT is safe, effective, and non-surgical. You see, having skin cancer doesn't mean having to have surgery and the downtime and side effects, cosmetic and otherwise, that come with surgery. You have options. SRT is an option And Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland offer the option of SRT, unlike many other dermatology practices in the area. And SRT is covered by most insurances. For any issues regarding the health of your skin, for state-of-the-art treatment of your skin, contact Dr. George Verghese and the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland. Call 301 396 
888-346-9141. Make sure you tell him that Al Galdi sent you. And make sure when you see Dr. Verghese to ask him to see the great Redskins chair that he has. This chair should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But that phone number is 301 396 3401. You can also visit midatlanticskin.com. That's midatlanticskin.com. Dr. George Verghese in the Mid-Atlantic Skin Surgery Institute of Maryland, nationally recognized for treating skin cancer across the Mid-Atlantic region. All right, so Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera and Washington general manager Martin Mayhew on Tuesday afternoon did an end-of-season State of the Franchise press conference. Uh, The press conference lasted for 37-plus minutes. The press conference, interestingly, was an in-person press conference. This was not a Zoom press conference. I guess now (laughs) that Washington season is over, there's not nearly as much COVID-19 concern, given that the team doesn't have to worry about players and coaches uh, potentially missing games anymore. Uh, Ron and Martin on Tuesday afternoon touched on a number of topics. Over the next few shows, I'm going to get into what Ron and Martin had to say. I want to spend some time on some of the things that these guys had to say. But on this show, uh, I'm going to focus on the two major items from the press conference, the state of the Washington football team and Washington's search for a franchise quarterback. Next segment, I'll deal with the search for a franchise quarterback. But right now, we discuss the state of the Washington football team. And the most significant thing that Ron Rivera said on Tuesday afternoon regarding the state of the Washington football team actually came in a response regarding the search for a franchise quarterback. So Ron on Tuesday afternoon got asked the following, does he believe that there's more urgency these days for a first round quarterback to be the starting quarterback and to appear to be a franchise quarterback sooner rather than later? Here was Ron's answer. Oh, yeah. And I said this, you know, probably think about a month ago or something like that, but the urgency to play first rounders, period, and even second rounders and third rounders has changed. You know, from when I when I played, from Martin played, you know, guys that got picked in the first round back in the day, you sat. You didn't necessarily play. There was a great player that played here that, that I was drafted with in, in, in Chicago, Wilbur Marshall. And Wilbur came in and, and, and all through OTA, or we didn't have OTAs back then, all through minicamp and training camp, you know, his nickname was Phenom. He was unbelievable. But he didn't start because there was, there was no need or no pressure to start him. And he didn't get his opportunity to play until the Super Bowl year, and then he became a full-time starter and then obviously ends up here. So that urgency has changed. Now when you take guys in the first round, the urgency is to get them on the field because there's other ramifications and implications involved, and that's got a lot to do with the with, – with, um, with the salary cap, first of all, because you know when you draft guys, you got to play them because you you've got to take some some pressure off of that. Um, but then I think expectations have, have gone way through the roof, like they you know it, it, for whatever reason. And I think that's also part of why you see so many guys not have as much success as they used to in the past because they're not getting the initial formal training that we used to get. I mean, back then it was you know you you were you were taught, you were trained, you learned, and then you played. Now, you know, the guys get drafted and they're thrown right into the mix of things and the the expectations go crazy. And, you know, are those fair? Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, back then they weren't fair. Today they might be different. And it's a completely different game also. That's the other thing. And so, you know, that's one of the things that I struggle with. And and I know how people feel about our our first-round pick this past season. You know, and I don't think those are fair. You know, he's a young man that, that, again, if you look at where he came from, he, he had one full year as a starter. So this was his second year as a starter, getting opportunities to compete and play, and went out there and did the best he could. And we had to learn him and understand him. And, you know, and, and you guys heard what I've said the last couple of weeks is that, you know, with a, with a true Mike in there, with David Mayo playing that position, not only did you see him play well, but you saw Cole play even better. And that, to me, is exciting. You know, we learned. We learned something. And, and, and again, losing John Bostick when we did really stood out, and it showed us. Um, now, just how important, you know, the, 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 the group is. And, um, you know, I get it. And, and, and I'll get criticized for saying what I just said, but you know what? That's okay. But that's how I feel. You know, I feel that if, if, if we could all, you know, 
settle down with the expectations and, and, and just, you know, give people opportunities, shoot, we may get surprised. All right. So Ron Rivera adamantly defended Jamin Davis. And I don't have a problem with that. Ron sticking up for one of his players. Jamin Davis did have a disappointing rookie season. I don't care what anybody says, but that doesn't mean that Jamin Davis is a certified bust who will never be a good NFL player. You got to give him more time. But then how about what Ron said at the end of that cut? Quote, if we could all settle down with the expectations and just give people opportunities, shoot, we may get surprised. End quote. You know, I feel that if, if, if we could all, you know, settle down with the expectations and, and, and just, you know, give people opportunities, shoot, we may get surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Just settle down with your expectations. Uh, this from the same Ron Rivera who on January 3rd in his day after the game Zoom press conference off the loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field in Week 17 said, and I quote, this offseason's going to be very important, very vital to what I think is part of the plan. It's time, I think, that we see this team start to take that big step forward, end quote. Here you go. This offseason is going to be very important, very vital to, to what I think is, you know, is part of the plan. I mean, it's, you know, um, it, it, it's it's time, I think, that that we, we see, a, uh, you know, we, we see this team start to take that big step forward. Well, which one is it, Ron? Uh, is it time for the team to start to take that big step forward? Or is it time for people to settle down with the expectations and just give people opportunities? Because to me, you're communicating at two different themes with those statements. On the one hand, it's time for the team to start to take that big step forward. On the other hand, it's time for people to settle down with expectations and just give people opportunities. Uh, I don't know. Those two things don't seem to be conveying the same message. Now, look, I do get what Ron Rivera was trying to say on Tuesday afternoon. He was trying to say, regarding Jamin Davis and others, hey, don't be so quick to dismiss. Don't be so quick to rip. You know, slow down on the rush to crush. Because sometimes it takes time. And then you end up being rewarded, and then some, with what a player becomes. And Ron's not wrong in feeling that way. However, Ron's got to understand something. The Washington football team fan base is fed up, really fed up. 29 seasons of this team mostly being bad. 29 seasons. Washington has not made the playoffs in 23 of the team's last 29 seasons. And it's not just that. Washington for years now has had one controversy, one off-the-field problem, one public relations mess after another. The owner is reviled. The stadium situation is abysmal. Fans are fed up. Fans don't want to be told, quote, settle down with the expectations and just give people opportunities, end quote, even though there is plenty of validity in that line of thinking. I cannot stress enough how important it is for Ron Rivera and also Jason Wright to understand how fed up so many fans of this team are. Those fans who are left, by the way, because plenty of fans have upped and left. But you can't overstate how fed up, how ticked off so many Washington fans are. I hear from these people all of the time. Heck, I am one of these people. Now, in fairness to Ron Rivera, he on Tuesday afternoon did express an understanding of what I just talked about. This was Ron on Tuesday afternoon on being patient with draft picks. It's tough because I get it. I mean, this this area is is, is, is is hungry for a winner. They want a winner, and I want to win. I, I want this, but that's why we played Sunday to win, to show these folks that we care about winning. Show these folks, these guys are going to show up and play hard. They're not going to take a dive. Man, they had something to play for. They had two guys do something that was pretty special, you know, rush for 1,000 yards and, and have, be a 1,000-yard receiver. I mean, that's pretty doggone good. And, and so, you know, just wanted to make sure that they understand that we're trying to do the best we can, and we'll continue to fight and compete. Because to me, that's important. 
It, it really is because this fan base, and, and again, I've, I've alluded to it, and, and Martin can tell you because he was here. He knows what it's like. We know what it's like when these guys are successful on the football field. They'll come out in droves. That's why it, 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 the hard part is to balance is to find where that, that, that fine line is of putting guys out there and quote unquote throwing them to the wolves. That was just a mm-hmm. little, you know. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> All right. Props to Ron Rivera for that joke. A nice joke. A Red Wolves joke. How'd you like that from Ron? Him having some fun with the Red Wolves movement. May it rest in peace. So that was a good job by Ron. It's good to have a sense of humor. But it also was good to hear Ron, especially in the beginning of that cut, express a sympathy for Washington fans wanting a winner, expressing an understanding for Washington fans wanting a winner. Again, Washington fans are fed up. They are sick and tired of this team being bad and being bad in multiple ways, right? Being bad both on the field and off the field. Now, when it comes to Washington having been bad for years, both on and off the field, the number one reason for this, of course, is ownership. Well, this was Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on whether he expects to speak to Dan and Tanya Snyder about the state of the Washington football team. And if so, what does Ron expect the nature of that conversation to be? Well, uh, I most certainly do, because again, one of the things that you always do is, you, to me, you always prepare a review. Uh, you, you, you speak about your players, speak about your staff, speak about the season, um, and then speak about the plan going forward. And, and that's really what I anticipate doing with the ownership. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's their football team, um, and, and they have the right to know and, and, and understand, uh, you know, where we are, what happened, and what we intend to do to keep things going in the, in the right direction. All right, so a review of the Washington football team will be presented by Ron Rivera to Dan and Tanya Snyder. Ron, Dan, and Tanya. Tanya, Dan, and Ron. Quite a trio, huh? What will that presentation be? What will that presentation be like? Where will that presentation take place? Will the presentation take place at Dan's and Tanya's house? Will Ron have dinner at Dan's and Tanya's house? Will the dinner take place before or after the presentation? What will be the main course of the dinner? Do Dan and Tanya like Osabuco? So many questions that we need answered about this presentation of a review of the Washington football team by Ron to Dan and Tanya. But yeah, for those wondering whether Danny Boy is involved, uh, he is still involved, okay? Now the question is, is he dictating anything to Ron? And the answer to that question, hopefully, mercifully, is no. God help us if the Danny is fixing to do as he did in 2019, right? Dictate who Washington takes in the first round of the NFL draft. The last time that Washington was thinking quarterback in the first round of an NFL draft, Dan Snyder ordered the selection of Dwayne Haskins with the number 15 pick in the 2019 NFL draft. The domino effects of that cannot be overstated. Well, hopefully this time, Danny Boy is on his super yacht, having a grand old time, and letting the football people do their football thing. Leave the football decisions to the football people. And if the football people make the wrong decisions, so be it. But non-football people should not be making football decisions. Dan and Tanya have every right to know about what's going on in Washington football operations. Dan and Tanya have every right to ask questions about what's going on in Washington football operations. But let Ron Rivera make the football decisions. And if he makes too many bad ones, then you can fire him. But at least he will have been given a good faith shot. Speaking of Ron Rivera making football decisions. So he, of course, is only Washington's head coach in title, but he's so much more than that. Ron Rivera is the head coach in a coach-centric approach. He is in charge of Washington football operations. He is the Don of the Washington football mafia. He is Don Ron, even though he had never presided over an NFL team's football operations prior to taking over Washington's football operations in January 2020. Here was Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on what he has learned two years into running Washington football operations. 
Well, the first thing you appreciate is 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 the work that our personnel partner does um, because they, they for the most part you know do set the table. They do a lot of work. Martin and his crew have been tremendous, um, especially in light of the COVID situation we went through. Um, you know, one of the things that you can really truly point to and, and, to, and applaud them on was helping us with the depth at offensive line. You know, because again, being able to protect the quarterback, being able to run the football, I think is uh, is, is very important. And we were able to continue to do that uh, and, and, and do it well. I mean, when you finish the season and, and, and you see that your group is ranked in the top 10, considering we played with a fourth center at one time, we had a we used a fifth guard, um, we used a I think it was a fourth tackle. Um, you know, you, you say that that's a pretty good job, and, and so just knowing that the personnel department has, has done that type of work for us in terms of helping to set the table, I think that's that, you know that's something that you really get a fond appreciation for um, because you know if you have to try and do all those types of things by yourself it's not going to get done um, so that's that's probably the biggest thing you know that, that I, I really do appreciate all right so two things stood out to me from that answer the first was that we had more praise of Washington's offensive line from Ron Rivera uh, Ron is very high on Washington's offensive line and Ron should be very high on Washington's offensive line. The line overall had a really good 2021 regular season, especially considering all of the injuries and absences. But Ron, for a while now, has been throwing a lot of praise on the offensive line. The second thing that stood out to me from that answer was Ron talking about how he, on his own, can't do all of the things that his front office does. Understand something. Ron, for much of the 2020 regular season, was overwhelmed. Uh, This is something that I was told by someone who would know. Ron, during his first season with Washington, handled not just head coaching duties, but he handled many of the front office duties. Because remember, Washington's front office, as it is currently constructed, had not yet been built out. And oh, by the way, Ron, during the 2020 season, was dealing with cancer, right? Uh, But I was told that Ron, during the 2020 season, prior to Washington hiring Marty Herney, was calling Marty Herney, asking him for advice on how to do basic transactions, like waiver wire claims and the like. Ron didn't know. He had never before performed general manager duties. Well, now he has a bunch of guys with GM experience in Washington's front office. Uh, Martin Mayhew is the general manager. Marty Herney is the executive vice president of football slash player personnel. Chris Polian is the director of pro personnel. The front office is stacked with experience. Now, is this a great front office? Well, time will tell. Uh, The front office had a very mixed first offseason. You look at what Washington did in free agency in the NFL draft in the 2021 offseason. The results right now, anyway, are mixed. But at least the setup is no longer one that has Ron doing everything. Uh, We also had this from Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon. A message to Washington fans as Washington enters a new phase in franchise history with the new name was really about going forward. You know, once February 2nd comes and everybody knows what happens, 2 2 2 2 2 2 0 2, is that we most certainly are going to go forward. I don't want to get pulled backwards. This is a chance for us to, to, to step beyond the shadow of what we've had to deal with and really start afresh, start new. You know, it's it'll be an opportunity. You know, we, we, we obviously are, are, are changing our name. We'll have our name out there. But what we're also doing is, you know, new uniforms, which are pretty cool. I think you guys are going to appreciate them. I think the fans will appreciate them. And, um, you know, it really is, to me, an opportunity. And people, you know, it's, it's been difficult. But at the same time, it's an opportunity to go forward. And that's what I want. I want us to be able to step into a new light and, and create a new opportunity for our guys as a football team to go forward. All right, so the message there was very clear, starting on 2.2.22, starting on February 2nd with the announcement of the new name. Stop talking about the past. Stop talking about all of the losing that has been going on for years with this franchise. Stop talking about the scandals with this franchise. Let's move forward. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, things don't work that way. 
Uh, I get Ron wanting to move forward. I do. And I'm certainly not advocating for fans in the media to harp on the past. But you don't get to just erase the past. Not when Dan Snyder remains the owner. Not when the man who has been the number one reason for the team's problems remains the team's owner. This isn't a video game that you can just restart, okay? This isn't Madden. This isn't Tecmo Bowl. This isn't even Tecmo Super Bowl, okay? This is real life. And Washington has had real problems, as in real life problems, including this massive workplace misconduct scandal. And you don't just get to say, hey, move on, okay? Uh, And have the problems be forgiven and forgotten. But yes, I am all for being positive and giving Ron Rivera, giving Don Ron a chance to see this thing through. He just needs to understand that he's already two years into this thing. And Washington fans want success. We have waited for long enough. Up next, I'll delve into what was by far the number one topic at the Ron Rivera-Martin Mayhew joint press conference on Tuesday afternoon, the Washington football team's search for a franchise quarterback. I'll get to that after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so Tuesday afternoon's end of season state of the franchise press conference for Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera and Washington general manager Martin Mayhew featured Ron and Martin, featured Don Ron and one of his top capos uh, addressing a number of topics. But the topic that got asked about the most by far was Washington's search for a franchise quarterback. It has been made quite clear by Ron Rivera and others in recent weeks that Washington in its 2022 offseason is hyper-focused on getting a franchise quarterback. Now, just because you are intent on getting a franchise quarterback in an offseason, it doesn't mean that you get that franchise quarterback in that offseason. But being intent on getting a franchise quarterback in an offseason does mean that you're willing to swing big. Just how big is Washington willing to swing? Will Washington even have to swing big to get a franchise quarterback? I mean, what if, say, Kenny Pickett falls to Washington at number 11 in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft, and he ends up being a franchise quarterback? There are so many ways that this offseason could play out for Washington in terms of the search for a franchise quarterback. Here was Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on where he and his staff begin in this offseason quest for a franchise quarterback. Well, I think first you start with your own evaluations and go from there. Uh, You know, we've talked about some things today. In fact, we had a very good meeting earlier 
And one of the things that we talked about, again, was you know the four options we have on the roster in free agency, in the draft, and potential trades. And, and you've got to look at all avenues. Um, and then you've got to kind of predict and, and look at which ones um, intrigue you and then go from there. All right, so four options for Washington to get a franchise quarterback this offseason per run. Uh, one on the roster, two trade, three free agency, four the NFL draft. All right, makes sense. Uh, Ron on Tuesday afternoon then was asked a follow-up question. Is it out of the question that Washington this offseason would both draft a quarterback and sign slash trade for a quarterback, i.e. acquire both a young quarterback and a veteran quarterback? No, nothing's out of the question. All right, nothing's out of the question, nor should anything be out of the question. The truth is, there's no price that's too high to pay for a franchise quarterback. The risk in all of this isn't in how much you should give up to get a franchise quarterback. The risk in all of this is, is the guy you're getting a franchise quarterback? That's the risk. But what about the fact that Washington has the number 11 pick in the 2022 NFL draft, as opposed to, say, a top five pick? Does Washington having a first-round pick that is just number 11 overall lessen the likelihood of Washington being able to get a franchise quarterback in the 2022 draft? Here were Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on that. Well, I would tell you this, uh, you know, having having the number one pick is, you know, obviously helpful in that situation, but you still have to pick the right guy, you know. Um, the year that we picked Stafford, Matt, Matthew Matt, uh, uh, Sanchez was out there, Mark Sanchez was out there, Freeman was out there. There were other options, uh, there were options in free agency. We talked through a lot of different options and how to move forward before we decided to use that pick on uh, on Matthew. And we had the opportunity to trade back. So we had the opportunity to trade back and maybe take one of those other guys and maybe Matthew would have still been there. So, um, you know, where, you, where you're picking isn't isn't that important. As you see, Every year, guys go 10, 11, you know, elsewhere other than the first overall pick end up being pretty good quarterbacks. I, I don't disagree. To me, it's not just about where you pick, but who you pick. And that's just as important. So, again, as we go through this process, guys, we're going to evaluate and, and we're going to look at, you know, our options. Yeah, and I think that we all understand this. When it comes to the NFL draft, where you pick isn't nearly as important as who is doing the picking. There are good players at every spot in an NFL draft. The key is you as a franchise correctly identifying who those players are. Now, specific to Washington's search for a franchise quarterback, the benefit of having a higher 2022 first-round pick, which would have come by a losing at the New York Giants in Week 18 instead of winning at the Giants in Week 18, is that if you have to trade up to take the quarterback who you want, It's a lot easier and a lot less costly to trade up the higher the first round pick that you initially have. Uh, A draft pick is an asset. The higher the pick in the first round, the more valuable the asset. But Washington is far from doomed in having the number 11 pick in the 2022 draft. You can certainly work with having a number 11 pick in an NFL draft in which you are seeking a franchise quarterback. Now, what about the notion of the draft being the most viable path for Washington to get a franchise quarterback this offseason? On the one hand, a first-round quarterback would offer upside, uh, would be on a rookie contract, and it might not cost you any assets beyond the pick that you spend on him, depending on where he gets drafted. On the other hand, a first-round quarterback would potentially struggle quite a bit in his rookie season, what will be year three of the Ron Rivera era for Washington, a season in which Ron already has said Washington needs to start to take that big step forward. Ron on Tuesday afternoon on whether the rookie quarterback option is the least appealing of the four quarterback options. Well, as we go through the process, if, 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 if we believe that's the best option, absolutely. You know, but again, we're going to do what we believe is best for the football team going forward. And, and, and whether it is a rookie quarterback or, or, or free agent quarterback or quarterback on the, on the roster or trade, yeah, we're going to look at everything and then make the decision. If, 
and this is a big if, but if Washington loves one of the quarterbacks in the 2022 NFL draft, or maybe even loves more than one of the quarterbacks in the 2022 draft, then the draft 100% is the best option for Washington in terms of acquiring a franchise quarterback this offseason. Because the golden goose in the NFL is the franchise quarterback on the rookie contract. That is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Nothing, and I mean nothing in the NFL, is more valuable than that. The franchise quarterback on the rookie contract. What the Cincinnati Bengals have right now with Joe Burrow. What the Los Angeles Chargers have right now with Justin Herbert. What the Arizona Cardinals have right now with Kyler Murray. You can't beat that. A franchise quarterback on a rookie contract. The most valuable commodity in sports on a rookie contract. What about a franchise quarterback on a mega money contract? What about Deshaun Watson? He, of course, is a disgruntled franchise quarterback for the Houston Texans, who did not play him at all in the 2021 regular season. Uh, Deshaun Watson also, of course, has major off-the-field issues with 22 civil lawsuits having been filed by massage therapists accusing him of a range of actions during massage appointments. Ron Rivera, on Tuesday afternoon, was in the process of getting asked about Washington potentially trading for Watson and then interrupted the question. And you'll even then hear a bit of Martin Mayhew. We can't talk about players on other rosters. Just to be fair. But we're going to explore all avenues. Yes, tampering is a big no-no. So Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon then got asked a more general question, a non-Deshaun Watson specific question that obviously it was about Deshaun Watson. What about Washington potentially acquiring a quarterback with off-the-field concerns? Well, then we most certainly will do our due diligence if that's the case. I mean, that's the thing that we have to do more so than anything else is, is really take a look at all those situations and circumstances um, and really kind of go through the process. Obviously, we'd have to find out what the league's going on and, and saying with things and situations like that. It'd be no different than any other position that we've gone with. We've gone through, you know, we'll go through um, you know, a very diligent process. I know Martin and his group will, will most certainly do that because um, when it does come to it, these are the guys that really handled the, uh, the investigations for us. All right, Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon then got asked another Deshaun Watson-related question. Would a player with significant off-the-field concerns be especially problematic for Washington given the culture change that Washington is in the midst of? Here was Ron's answer. I don't know, because again, you, you got to understand what the circumstances are. You know, and 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 to to look at certain situations, certain circumstances, you'd like to hope that your culture inside is is strong enough to put their arm around people and help them get things going in the right direction too. So we'll see. I mean, again, it's every avenue, guys. We'll cross those bridges as we get to them. All right. So there was a lot of vanilla in those answers from Ron Rivera, but he didn't sound completely dismissive of the notion of Washington trading for Deshaun Watson. The whole Deshaun Watson scenario for Washington, to me, depends on two things. What happens with his legal situation? And is he willing to waive his no-trade clause for a trade to Washington? You know, this gets forgotten. Watson has a no-trade clause in his contract. He essentially can dictate his next team. But if the legal situation gets cleared up, I am open to Washington trading for Watson. But the legal situation getting cleared up is a big if. It's not pretty what Watson has been accused of. And especially considering that Washington still is dealing with this workplace misconduct scandal, the optics of trading for Deshaun Watson, while Washington supposedly is undergoing a culture change, would, shall we say, be rather rough. But they're not insurmountable either, okay? So it's not like the optics to me are a total deal ender, but they certainly are a deal impediment, okay? Uh, I think that much is sure. And, you know, with Watson, you have to say, okay, like, if he is not able to get through these legal difficulties, you know, like, if these things don't get cleared up, what are we looking at here, okay? I mean, is this guy going to be someone who is suspended for a season, a season plus? 
Is this guy someone who becomes nuclear in terms of, you know, he's just untouchable? You know, you can't have him on your roster in this day and age. Like, there's still a lot that we don't know about where the Deshaun Watson legal situation is going. And then there's this. So I mentioned the idea of Washington this offseason swinging big for a franchise quarterback. Keep in mind that Washington has swung at least somewhat big in each of the last two offseasons. The 2020 offseason, Washington made a mega money offer to unrestricted free agent receiver Amari Cooper, but he turned down Washington and re-signed with the Dallas Cowboys. Last offseason, Washington tried to trade for quarterback Matthew Stafford, but the Detroit Lions got a better offer from the Los Angeles Rams, and so the Rams got Stafford. Ron Rivera on Tuesday afternoon on what he has learned from Washington's failed pursuits of Amari Cooper and Matthew Stafford that can be applied to Washington's pursuit of a franchise quarterback this offseason. Well, I think the biggest thing is is obviously now knowing that, again, we feel comfortable with our pieces in, in place. If you're going to make any kind of move, then you've got to make sure you understand um, you know what type of uh, capital you're going to have to you're going to have to use. You know, and and there's a lot of things you have to consider. You have to consider draft picks, obviously, and then you have to, to consider current players. So there's a lot of things that you know will go into these these decisions. If there's something out there, somebody out there that we like enough to to sit down and say, hey, look, we have to consider these picks and that capital uh, in terms of core players, and we'll have to talk about that stuff. But you know, we're not going to again pull the trigger without really knowing the implications yet. Okay, and that right there was perhaps a nod to the Deshaun Watson legal situation. Quote, we're not going to pull the trigger without really knowing the implications yet, end quote. Uh, Nor should Washington pull the trigger without knowing the implications. But Washington, generally speaking, should be willing to pull the trigger to do whatever it takes to get a franchise quarterback if, in fact, one is available to Washington And that's maybe the biggest question of all. Will a true franchise quarterback be available to Washington in some way this offseason? Well, we had a very eventful Tuesday for the Wizards, but it was a Tuesday that ultimately yielded a win. Uh, The Wizards won. They improved to 21-20 with a 122-118 win over the Oklahoma City Thunder at Capital One Arena on Tuesday night. This game was the first game of an eight-game homestand for the Wizards. Yeah, an eight-game homestand. Uh, This is the Wizards slash Bullets longest homestand in a regular season since the 1983-84 season. So the Wizards have an opportunity here to uh, harvest their nuts as the great Eddie Jordan said years ago. Uh, We had two big Wizards news items before the game. Uh, The biggest was that Bradley Beal was out. Uh, Bradley Beal is back to being in the NBA's health and safety protocols. So uh, bad news there. Uh, No Bradley Beal on Tuesday night. And you would think no Bradley Beal on Wednesday night when the Wizards will play again. Uh, The Wizards will host the Orlando Magic Wednesday night at 7. Also, head coach Wes Unsell Jr. prior to the game said that Thomas Bryant is expected to be available for the Wizards game against the Magic on Wednesday night. So finally, Thomas Bryant may be making his season debut. Bryant has not played for the Wizards since suffering a partially torn left ACL now more than a year ago. He suffered the partially torn left ACL January 9th 2021. Now, back for the Wizards on Tuesday night were two players. Montrez Harrell returned from a seven-game absence caused by him being in the NBA's health and safety protocols, and Anthony Gill was available off having missed the previous four games due to being in the NBA's health and safety protocols, but he was a DNPCD. But back to Montrez Harrell. So he was good in his return. 24 minutes, five seconds of playing time off the bench. He went five of eight from the field, all twos, finished with 12 points, seven rebounds, including four offensive boards and two assists versus no turnovers. But also with Montrez Harrell on Tuesday night was him getting into a fight with a teammate. Montrez Harrell and Kentavious Caldwell Pope at halftime got into a fight. This is according to NBA insider Shams Sharania. 
of The Athletic. Yes, we had a fight between Montrezl Harrell and KCP at the half. Another instance of two teammates on a Washington team fighting during a game, right? I mean, what is in the water right now? First, we had the Jonathan Allen-Duran Payne sideline fight. Now we have this Montrezl Harrell-KCP fight. Uh, Can't we all just get along? Uh, Anyway, wrote Shams, quote, sources said Harrell became upset with Caldwell Pope for not passing him the basketball on a play before the first half concluded, and the two started jawing during the walk to the locker room as the two exchanged words, Harrell and Caldwell Pope took swings toward each other with neither connecting and became entangled before teammates separated them, sources said. By the time players entered the locker room, the altercation had ended. There was increased security presence to ensure the tension did not escalate again. End quote. Now, Shams did not report this until late night on Tuesday night, so Wes Unsell Jr. was not asked about the fight during his post-game press conference because we didn't know about the fight at that time. But yeah, Montrez Harrell and KCP had an incident, a tussle, a scuffle at the half. Now, Contavious Caldwell Pope did go on to hit a huge shot in the game. He connected on a tie-breaking 27-foot bank in three for a 121-118 Wizards lead with 30.8 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, KCP for the game, three of seven on threes. Did go just two of six on twos, but he finished with 16 points, three rebounds, three assists versus two turnovers and two blocks in 29-51 as a starter. This was a wild game. The Wizards began the game on an 18-8 run that allowed the Thunder to go on a 30-12 run. The Wizards trailed by eight points in the third quarter at 75-67, but the Wizards then won the rest of the game 55-43. The Wizards held the Thunder to just 11 of 39 on three, so the Wizards' three-point defense was good, but the Wiz did allow the Thunder to go 36 of 49 on twos. The Wizards had a lot of problems with Shea Gilgis Alexander. He went one of two on threes, 12 of 20 on twos, finished with 32 points, eight assists versus two turnovers and three rebounds. The Wizards themselves struggled on threes, went just 11 of 33 on threes, but the Wiz did go 36 of 54 on twos. And a big part of that was Kyle Kuzma. Now he went just one of four on threes, also went just four of seven on free throws, but Kuz also went 11 of 13 on twos. He finished with 29 points, five rebounds, three assists versus one turnover in 35-01 as a starter. I tell you, Kyle Kuzma is on some kind of run right now. It's one 20-point performance after another, and Kyle Kuzma continues to be Clutch Kuz. Uh, We saw Clutch Kuz again. Kuzma in a fourth quarter that the Wizards won 28-25 scored eight points. Also big for the Wizards on Tuesday night was Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, he went just one of six on threes, but he also went six of nine on twos and seven of seven on free throws. And he finished with 22 points, 10 assists versus no turnovers, three rebounds, and two steals in 33-36 as a starter. So here we have yet another instance of Spencer Dinwiddie excelling in a game in which Bradley Beal does not play. This has been a theme to Dinwiddie's season. I mean, to me, it's discouraging because Bradley Beal is going to play and you'd like for it to be that Spencer Dinwiddie can do really well even when Bradley Beal does play. And Dinwiddie has had good games when Beal has played this season, don't get me wrong, but Spencer Dinwiddie's numbers in games in which Bradley Beal has not played this season have been really good. And Wes Jr. has talked about this, how he has wanted to see Dinwiddie play with the same aggression when Beal plays as Dinwiddie plays when Beal does not play. But going back to Dinwiddie's assist-to-turnover ratio on Tuesday night, like I said, Dinwiddie had 10 assists versus no turnovers. That's spectacular, obviously. This was a second consecutive game in which Spencer Dinwiddie had 10 assists versus no turnovers. Spencer Dinwiddie in the Wizards' previous game, the 102-100 win at the Orlando Magic on Sunday night, had 10 assists versus no turnovers. So Spencer Dinwiddie, over the last two games, 20 assists versus no turnovers. That's tremendous. Uh, Rui Hachimura on Tuesday night, 14-39 off the bench. He went 3-5 from the field, finished with 7 points and 2 rebounds in his second game of the season. So yeah, there was a lot going on for the Wizards on Tuesday, but they won. Uh, won a second consecutive game. Wizards are back to being a game above 500. The Wizards, in case you're curious, are ninth 
in the Eastern Conference at 21-20. and And the Wiz will play the Magic on Wednesday night in Game 2 of this eight-game homestand. And hopefully we won't have any fights between Wizards teammates on Wednesday night. All right, that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Thursday's show, episode 228, will feature lots more from the Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew joint season ending state of the Washington football team press conference on Tuesday afternoon. Mayhew on Tuesday was pretty outspoken about the Brandon Sheriff contract situation, said that Washington last year made Sheriff an offer that would have made him the highest paid guard in NFL history. Uh, Mayhew very interestingly put that out there, so we'll talk about that. And also what was a popular theme for Ron Rivera during the press conference, that Washington's roster right now, beyond quarterback, is ready to win. Is that true? By the way, Washington on Tuesday did announce some roster moves, including the signings of two players to contract extensions, what are presumably very low-level contract extensions, but the two players are running back Jonathan Williams and corner Corn Elder. Uh, the team also announced the signings of two more players to reserve slash future contracts, including fullback Alex Arma. Uh, also on Thursday's show, I'll post-game a busy Wednesday night of hoops in Washington, D.C. sports. We have the Wizards hosting the Orlando Magic Wednesday night at 7. We have Maryland at Northwestern Wednesday night at 9. And we have Virginia Tech at Virginia Wednesday night at 9. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. You know, I feel that if, if, if we could all, you know, settle down with the expectations and, and, and just, you know, give people opportunities, shoot, we may get surprised. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.